everybody we're doing something a little bit different today as we end the year 2022 i have to say on a personal note this was by far the best year of my life uh i got two kids how about that uh justin and luke downstairs right now most likely pooping sleeping spitting up possibly rolling around uh it's been an incredible year obviously uh, this was the year that uh, Florida really got in my pores. Technically, uh, we got here on December 17th, 2021. Uh, so this was really our first full year in Florida. And just the, the taste, that sweet, beautiful, dewy taste of freedom that is in the air here at all times and, and leaving California where I, in essence, was an enemy of the state to be in a place where uh, my values and the things that I care about and that I talk to you guys about and communicate with you about all the time are, are aligned and flourishing. Uh, it was just, just an extraordinary year. This was by far also the biggest year for the show. We absolutely crushed it across platforms. Uh, YouTube basically every month was our best month ever. Uh, we launched on Rumble and that has absolutely exploded. And as I'll get into in a little bit, obviously uh, with the merger that Rumble did with Locals, which is the company I created, like there was just so much good energy around building the new rails of the internet. And some of that's connected to what Elon's doing with Twitter. And it was really just a wonderful year. So we thought we'd do something a little bit different today because I didn't wanna just smash you guys over the head with the daily show during Christmas week because I want everybody to kind of enjoy themselves and relax and eat and be with family and everything else. Uh, so we're doing two separate videos this week. One of them will be our 15 craziest political moments. Uh, and this one today is just one highlight per month uh, that was sort of a personal and professional and political, personal, professional and political, the three Ps uh, that happened this year. And we're gonna start in January of 2022. This was my first show, just a snippet of my first show from the free state of Florida. Oh, that's the good stuff. And if I'm right, if all of our hard work has paid off, if all of the computer machines and the electronic wires and all of the weirdo gadgets that these two fine gentlemen who are in this room with me right now have been fiddling with all day, if all of that has come together, if that red light that I'm staring into is working, then this is officially the first Rubin report from my new house in Florida. There is an awful lot to talk about. This is a rare nighttime show for us, but we got the keys at about noon today. It was a mad dash to get in here. It has taken about two and a half, almost three weeks extra to actually get in here. I thought we were gonna get to Florida well, I know when we got to Florida, which was December 18th, I thought maybe we could close on the house right before Christmas. Then I thought it could be right after Christmas. Then it looked like it was gonna be right after New Year. Then some other stuff happened. Then all hell broke loose, whole bunch of things related to COVID and delays and banks and loans and all these different people pushing paper across desks. But we made it. We are in, we've been busting our butts all day long. And this is my first show from our temporary Florida home studio. So that was our first show in this house from our temporary Florida studio, which is still 
somewhat temporary. We're still in the same studio. We're figuring out some things that we can do in the coming year uh, to build a, a, a separate operation and, and a bigger situation. I'll have more on that as the year unfolds. Of course, we also did then open up the local studios, which I'm gonna be spending a lot more time in in the year going forward and getting back to some live in-person interviews and a bunch more. Uh, but that was January. We got here, we moved the whole team here. I moved two, in essence, two companies here and a whole bunch of people. And we didn't know what it was gonna be like. Were we all gonna be happy here? What was it gonna be like to be amongst like-minded people instead of the crazy communists of California? But we got here, we've been flourishing, freedom is here. Uh, this is the center of the center of the freedom movement and the future of America, and I'm thrilled to be here. And that's how we kicked off the year. Uh, in February, you may remember this, uh, the letter that Rumble sent to Joe Rogan. I actually wrote this letter myself when Rumble offered Joe Rogan a hundred million bucks uh, to leave Spotify and move over to Rumble. He did not take the offer, uh, but it was a first salvo in, uh, in showing that Rumble is legit and that we are going to fight at every possible level, whether it's technologically or financially or philosophically, whatever it might be. Uh, and I wrote that, it was a legit offer and uh, I do know that he at least entertained it to some degree. And uh, that was the beginning of feeling like momentum was picking up in the fight for free speech online, which of course, as you guys know, really became the theme of the year. Uh, in the next month, March, speaking of free speech, well, that's when uh, Justin Trudeau, evil lizard person, Justin Trudeau, really cracked down on the Canadian truckers and their supporters. This was a group of people, largely blue collar workers who just wanted the country to open up, who just wanted to go to work, get their kids into schools, be able to go back to church and temple and, and live their lives normally. And Trudeau crashed down on them in a way that I don't think anyone in Western democracies thought that our governments could. Here's a little something. This is Trudeau talking about the country that he admires most. There's a level of, of uh, admiration I actually have for China. Okay, I need you to explain that one. Um, because their you know, basic dictatorship is allowing them uh, to actually turn their economy around on a dime. What about all the other stuff? Looks pretty bad. It's so beautiful when they tell you exactly what they are. And that's exactly what he did there. I come in with rainbows and unicorns and tolerance and love. And LGBTQI, what are all the other letters? LGDP, LGT, LBG. Line. And why does he admire China? Because China doesn't give a flying F about their citizens' individual rights. And I sound like a nice guy, but really, what I am is an awful authoritarian. Of course, that ended up having a nice ending because Trudeau actually stopped going after the truckers, at least, at least publicly. The bank accounts were not frozen and the country did start opening up and change some of its draconian mandates and everything else. So there was a beautiful moment in March and I'm glad that we were just a little piece of amplifying that story because that story was barely covered 
by the mainstream media, by the corporate press, right? They barely, barely touched it. And when they did, it was basically to say that, hey, these truckers are a bunch of Nazis and transphobes and everything else. But good people stood up to the machine and change occurred. I actually can't think of anything that would be more congruent uh, with the theme of this show. In April, it was a big month uh, for me personally and everything that we were doing around here. Don't burn this country. Bust out, we've got pictures from all over the place, all over the country. We went on a completely sold out tour. It was absolutely wonderful. There's me and Megan Kelly, that was in West Nyack. That was in San Jose with Douglas Murray. It was, it was just great to get back out on the road. This was also just as the country was opening up again. I think three days before the tour started, um, they had the announcement because of a 35-year-old female Trump-appointed judge here in Florida and Tampa that the airlines were not gonna have mask mandates anymore. And that was a beautiful way for me to get, you know, basically spend a month uh, on airplanes nonstop. And there was just such joy surrounding, uh, surrounding the book and the events and seeing people and people getting the one second hug and sometimes a couple would come up and the husband would forego his one second hug so the wife could get a two second hug or the wife would sometimes forego her one second hug so the husband could get a two second hug. And it was really just wonderful being out on the road and, and the book sold incredibly well. Should have been number two on the New York Times bestseller, possibly even number one. Uh, they did not put me on at all, which to me is the highest compliment that they could possibly do. And also so indicative of everything going on with, with corporate media and mainstream media and the whole thing, that if they are going to lie about sales numbers, basic stuff that is not debatable, did you buy that? Oh, we got money for it, we can count that. If they're gonna lie about that, do you think they're gonna lie about pretty much any, everything else? In May, something really spectacular happened that I think set the tone for the rest of the year and a, a tremendous amount of what we do on this show. Elon Musk went on the all-in podcast, and this is before he had purchased Twitter, this is before the media started calling him a right-wing maniac, this is before the Democrats started, you know, looking into his businesses and trying to take him out, and the whole machine came crashing down on the guy. This is back in May when he just said, hey, there's something going on with Twitter, and there's something going on with the Democrats. Um, you know, the the, the, the reality is uh, that, that Twitter at this point, you know, has uh, a very far left bias. Um, and I, I would class myself as, as a moderate and you know, neither Republican nor, nor Democrat. Um, and in fact, uh, I have voted, voted overwhelmingly for Democrats uh, historically, overwhelmingly. Like, I've, I'm not sure, I, I might never have voted for a Republican, just to be clear. Right. Um, now, now, this election, I would. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that something else? Like, if you see where we're at as we wrap up 2022, as we roll into these last couple of days where the entire machine is going after the guy and you literally have government officials and senators looking into his other businesses and people calling him far right and alt right and a Republican, a guy who at that point in his life had never even voted Republican as far as he could remember. But it's just a beautiful moment because it was the beginning of the red pilling process of the richest man on earth and then he freaking bought Twitter and thus we got some truth leaked out to us. And I think hopefully the 2023 will be the, the continued year of a little truth being leaked out every now and again after a couple years, 
2020 and 2021 specifically of the truth being stampled on and, and pushed down and crushed and everything else. Uh, in June, we ended the Don't Burn This Country tour and we ended it in style, ladies and gentlemen. That's right, Governor DeSantis and I went, I believe it was on June 1st, we went to the belly of the beast. We went to Orlando, Florida, that's known as Disney country. Uh, and we did the final stop on the book tour. I released this, uh, my portion of the show, the 45 minutes, we released that as my first ever stand-up special, Don't Say Dave, which is free for uh, our local subscribers, or you can buy it one off 9.99 at rubinreport.locals.com. And uh, here's a little bit of me and Governor DeSantis. Well, first, I just want to say that I love that you keep calling him Brandon because I think it's possible he thinks his name is Brandon. So that's pretty beautiful. Also, I wasn't going to do this at the end. We only have one more time for one more question, but I wanted to give you a Let's Go Brandon t-shirt. It seems that he should put it on right now and rip it off Hulk Hogan style. <laughs> July was a really beautiful month for me. Uh, first off, it was the last month before I do my August off the grid, which is always nice. It feels like things are tying themselves together. Uh, but I had a really nice moment on the other side of the interview with my friend and mentor and confidant, uh, Jordan Peterson, on his Daily Wire Plus show where we talked about building a family and the importance of having children, which I was on my way to having at that time and a whole bunch more. Here's a little clip from that. If you would have said to me 10 years ago that I'd be having this conversation publicly, first off, that, mm -hmm. I'd, be, that I'd be married, mm -hmm. I wouldn't have believed you. That I'd have, be having kids, I wouldn't have believed you. That I would be willing to talk about this or even, right. someone that, even someone that someone else might look to to help map it for them, I'd say you were completely insane. Mm -hmm. um, this is not really something, you know, I'd rather talk about politics. I'd rather talk about the yeah, culture well, wars important. and well, all this, of these other things. This is a political but issue a, too, yes. because we're trying to sketch out a pathway, I suppose. I mean, our culture appears to have decided that gay marriage is, well, I don't know if acceptable is the right word. It's become part of the structure of marriage itself. And so now the question is, okay, what does that mean? So we had about a two hour conversation on a whole bunch of stuff that I had never talked about publicly before, a whole bunch of stuff that Jordan had never really uh, explored in a public manner before, things that he had discussed in private practice with clients in his years of, uh, of therapy. Uh, but it was, it was important for me and I think uh, really set me up nicely to have kids. And one other thing that did set me up nicely to have kids was this moment. I had, uh, I had Jordan and uh, my other friend and bonus mentor, Dennis Prager, came over for dinner uh, just two or three days before the end of July. And it was, it was beautiful. I'm not posting that to be like, oh, look at my friends and look who I have dinner with. I'm posting it because how many people on earth, how many of you watching this right now, if you were a parent to be at the, at the grand old age of 46, uh, and you got to sit down and we had, a, we had this wonderful dinner. Uh, Jordan's wife, Tammy, was there as well. And David was there. Unfortunately, Dennis's wife was, was back in Cali. But we had about five hours to sit there uh, over steak because Jordan only eats steak and, and talk about what our fears were, what our expectations were, if we could get advice and, and, and everything and, like the, and the importance of faith and honesty and decency and what we're going to struggle with and, and the whole thing. And it set us up really, really nicely for what was about to happen earlier than anticipated in August. First, 
I went off the grid and that is our last show before we went off the grid. That was me drinking a little of my Clas Azul Reposado, which is my tequila of choice. And people ask me, Dave, what do you do with all the cash? And mostly I put it into tequila. Um, but then uh, we thought that uh, Justin was going to be born. His due date was, I believe, August 24th. Turned out to be born on August 5th. So uh, August really changed. I thought I was gonna be hanging out in the pool, drinking tequila all day long. That changed real quick. Uh, I, I don't wanna post uh, pictures of the kids publicly in this manner. I do post uh, pictures of the kids uh, with the locals community. Uh, so I'm not gonna show you a picture of the kids, but they're, they're just, Justin is just absolutely perfect and he's smiley and happy and just absolutely wonderful. And, and this was a very, very different August off the grid. Usually I'm in the middle of nowhere, just hanging out, doing nothing. This one, uh, yeah, a little bit different and hospital and all that stuff, but uh, all good. Then came back in September, and as you guys know, uh, something that I had wanted to do for a long, 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 long time, uh, I finally got to sit down with Bill Maher and talk about life and talk about sex and talk about drugs and talk about politics and the whole freaking thing on his Club Random podcast. First of all, you got to break up with your boyfriend, Donald Trump. Who Funny. would you say is more authentic, him or Joe Biden? Him. Who's He's, more authentic, him or Elizabeth Warren? But authentic doesn't mean good. No, if you're I, authentically I a crazy person. Pretty good when he was president. What, what was pretty good? We weren't in a recession. The border was a little bit better. We didn't have a crazy war in Ukraine. Like He hasn't conceded the election. For four years when he was president, Hillary Clinton, he's an illegitimate president. Stacey she didn't Hague, say that. Yes, she did. I met him and I, I kind of was like, all right, he's not evil. He's not Hitler and he's certainly not a homophobe. They used to have these Trump rallies on Sundays. They so, didn't burn down Rodeo drive like Black Lives Matter. And I'm telling you, you so, could have walked in that audience, yes, would a certain amount of people have been like, ah, fuck Bill Maher and <laughs> but But you know what? A lot of people would have been there like, you know what, Bill Maher's here, that's pretty cool. Think how different that would be than if you went to an AOC rally where you would be hated beyond imagination. You're right. It's just true, it's, it's all, just true. They're, they're the left are more purists. That was a seriously important moment for me personally and professionally, meeting someone who I had admired for you know, 20 plus years, I wanted to be on Politically Incorrect, which I'm sure many of you younger viewers of this show don't even know what that was, but it was his old uh, show on ABC years ago. Uh, and I finally got to meet him, sit down with him, you know, shoot the shit for a couple hours and, and do the dance and all that stuff. And he settled that I'll be on real time in 2023. I think, I think in January, we'll see what happens. Um, and, yeah, I didn't get him where I fully wanted to get him because he did just days before these midterms basically say you gotta vote for Democrats. But the important thing was what we talked about at the end, which is if two guys like he and I, who maybe were like this and we've kind of gone this way, uh, if we can't be within that accepted parameter of difference where it's like, yeah, so what? We differ on some stuff, but we live in the same country and we love this country and everything else. Then, then the country is really, really in, in far more trouble than any of us would like to admit. So hopefully that was the beginning of something, not the end of something. And that very night, despite all the tequila that I drank and the weed that I smoked on camera, which I've never done before and probably will never do again, I got on a red eye to go to New York to have a, a truly incredible professional moment which is that I went to NASDAQ as Rumble became a public company, and that is uh, Chris Pavlovsky, who is the CEO of Rumble, uh, right next to me, and then my brother-in-law, Saflev, who is the CEO of Locals, and of course, Locals and Rumble uh, merged earlier in the year, and then of course, you guys all recognize uh, Dan Bongino, who's a big part of Rumble, and we really are building 
the parallel economy. We are building that, that free internet that I think there's so many pieces that are heading right in our direction in 2023 is gonna look great on. And as I said to you guys, I think the day I did the live stream from NASDAQ, one of the coolest parts of all of that was not just all the sweat and, and work that I put into building the company and all the complexities of merging and that we really were trying to do something that everyone said should be done, but nobody was doing. It was that my face was on the freaking Times Square digital billboard for hours that afternoon, basically three blocks away from a corner where I used to stand for about six years, six nights a week, two hours a night, handing out comedy club tickets to make five bucks to do stand up. And just a few blocks away, 20 years later, uh, I had, I had uh, sold a company that went public and it's like, wow, life is a weird freaking thing. Uh, in October, two big things happened. We'll start with Elon Musk finally buying Twitter, which has led us to so many of the other things that we uh, have been talking about over the last couple of weeks here. He tweeted out, the bird is freed. And then of course, the other thing bigger than even Elon Musk buying Twitter, uh, Luke was born two months to the day on November 5th, two months to the day that Justin was born and uh, Luke is doing absolutely spectacular. He didn't come out right as smiley and ready to go into this world as Justin did, but he's awesome now and he's great and they're starting to recognize each other and it is just fantastic. And as I said before, I'm, I'm very, very lucky and blessed and all that good stuff. November, pretty, pretty good politically if you live here in the great state of Florida because that Ron DeSantis fellow won by 20 points. <laughs> I told the governor on June 2nd, the two of us in Orlando, in the green room, I said, you're gonna win by 15 points. He laughed in my face. All right, Governor DeSantis. <laughs> that is awesome. So the midterms didn't quite turn out the way everyone sort of thought they were gonna turn out with that crazy red wave, but the Republicans did get Congress back. Florida is just the absolute apex of freedom in this country and by extension, the world right now. And I'm just thrilled and honored to be a little piece of that as we continue to build out all of the good stuff that's happening here in Florida and, and really it's happening right here in Florida. Uh, and then finally in December in this month, well, so many of the things that I just went through, they just continued to build and the fight for free speech online and the parallel economy and all of that stuff. Uh, so this gives me a nice opportunity to tell you guys uh, that we are furthering our partnership with Rumble. I am obviously part owner of Rumble, uh, but we are gonna be really expanding on our partnership with Rumble going into 2023. We're gonna be expanding on our partnership with locals and I'm gonna sort of leave it at that for the moment. But when we return to live shows on January 2nd, 2023, we're gonna have a slightly extended format related to what we're doing with locals and, and more bonus stuff and extra live streams and a whole bunch more. Uh, and, and really all of that, it's so connected to what we're talking about all the time here. There are ways to communicate with you guys that are not beholden to big tech, that are not beholden to all of the censorious actors that are, that are deep within these big tech companies and within our government and everything else. And we're on the forefront in the, in the fight for freedom. So I'm, I'm thrilled that somehow this crazy idea that I had to build this little tech company a couple of years ago has turned into something really powerful. 
so with that in mind, everybody, I want to wish you a uh, very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a Happy New Year. I hope you're eating a lot and relaxing and enjoying yourself. Take a little time off the politics. Don't be crazy. I hope you're with some people you love. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys in 2023. As I say at the end of every year, this is just the beginning. And this one, this one really feels like it is on so many fronts. So I thank you for your support and I'll see you next year. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Rubin Report Direct Message. We're live on Rumble, Blaze TV, and YouTube every weekday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific. Don't forget to review, share, and subscribe to this podcast. And if you're looking for early and exclusive content, you can join me on Locals at rubinreport.locals.com.